0: Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper.
1: And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible.
0: Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page.
1: We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence.
0: So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. This is Ali Nathan. This is the marriage prep podcast. This week we're talking about effective communication and vulnerability, probably the most important topic in marriage, because if you can master being an effective communicator, being vulnerable with your partner, really there's nothing you can't do. Like whether well, it doesn't matter what you're having issues with, you can get through it if you can communicate effectively. So that's our goal is to help you guys to be able to communicate effectively especially as we give you guys these questions you can actually go onto our website the marriage prep podcast.com/questions we have five pages it's a free downloadable pdf download it it's a bunch of conversation starters to help you guys as you're preparing to get married that you can start asking each other right now there's different topics we talk about sexual intimacy finances dealing with your in-laws traditions that kind of a thing we talk about real life your routines all that so dive into that start so asking these questions it's really going to help you But our goal with this episode is that when you're doing those, when you are asking those questions that you guys can dive deep and you can be really intimate, really vulnerable with each other, help make sure that's the most meaningful and valuable experience that you can have.
1: Yeah. We, I think about when we did these questions, we had been dating and we had just, we would just have some fun and go on dates, whatever. But then after we were given these questions from a family friend, who's a marriage family therapist, we, I feel like things changed for us a little bit. The vibe was different. It was still, we had a lot of fun and like, we were still dating, but suddenly like it opened the door to vulnerability for us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like so important for us. And it just changed everything, I would say. It allowed us to be vulnerable and we just like saw more of each other. And I would say after like before we had these kind of deeper talks and talked through these questions that as a way to almost prepare to get married. Before that, I I knew Nathan. I thought I knew Nathan and we would laugh and have fun together, but Afterwards, it was like we were so much closer. Absolutely.
0: So. so that's free, guys. Just go on the website again. It's the marriage prep forward slash questions. Download that. Sorry sending each other those questions right away. You're, yeah. you're it's really gonna make a difference for you.
1: For sure. Yeah. And like Nathan said, today's gonna be all about vulnerability. So we want to talk a little bit more about like what vulnerability is and just kind of get into it a little bit more. I have a quote that I really like. It's Brene Brown, of course. It just says, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. And I think that's the scariest. Yeah, I think that's the scariest part of vulnerability is not having control over the outcome. Because when you share something about yourself with someone, you don't really know how they're going to react. And sometimes being vulnerable means telling someone how you feel. And a lot of times like that can be scary to share and it can be hard to know how to react. And so we want to talk more about that today yeah Yeah. Yeah. so so yeah just kind of getting right into it i think it's important to preface by saying that like vulnerability isn't easy for us either and we've been married for two years nathan do you want to share some of the experiences or like your path to being vulnerable so
0: vulnerability is not something that's really come very naturally to me it's kind of a it's kind of a tough thing i i'm kind of a guy who feels like i have to uphold my reputation i don't want anybody to think less of me or And so being vulnerable, showing my real self or kind of going out on a limb has always been kind of a tough thing for me versus Allie, where I think she's honestly really, really good at being vulnerable. She's helped me a ton. (laughs) I'll give you guys a couple of examples. So when we were first dating, Allie was kind of the one like I knew I liked Allie. I wasn't dating anybody else. I just wanted to date her. But. I had a hard time kind of communicating that to her. And she always gives me a hard time about it. But she was the one that always wanted to DTR with me. She was the one that was wanting to define the relationship. That's what DTR means. But she was the one that was really kind of pushing things along. And just to give you guys a couple of examples, like Ali was the one that first told me that, was well, she, she was the first one to say, I love you in the relationship. And it took me a little while before I responded to her. Like I knew I loved her.
1: Talk about being vulnerable, right? <laughs> yeah. So
0: Allie kind of went out on a limb, told me that she loved me. And I, I didn't respond. I don't think I said anything. Did I say anything?
1: You just like smiled and you like gave me a kiss and then just like hugged me and that was it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was really scary. I was like, oh my gosh. And so
0: Allie kind of, and she was, that was kind of like our relationship was Allie making these big steps, putting herself out in the I asked him out
1: first. I like, yeah. It was a lot of.
0: Yeah. And so will <laughs> and we'll dive move. into that, that whole story in our next episode to kind of get you guys more of an, more of an outline. But that was how it was for us. And Allie, we probably wouldn't, we would have eventually made it here, even if it wasn't for Allie, you know, doing that kind of thing, just because I feel like we connected so well. But, it definitely was because of Ali. So that's just because of her teaching me how to be vulnerable, I've really learned that's all that thing is just to say that on the other side of like being vulnerable is true happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. It's scary, it's hard. Sometimes you tell people you love them and they don't respond right away. Eventually I did. We were in an airport, it's a whole story, but I told Very her cute. that I loved her. And Eventually it comes through and that was when I was ready to be vulnerable and I could do that as well. But Mm -hmm. on the other side of that vulnerability is happiness and joy. And it Mm -hmm. is hard. It is scary. But getting through that is going to make all the difference for you guys.
1: Yeah, I agree. And just an update. I feel like now today in our marriage, Nathan's the one who's like really good at being vulnerable. And so, yeah, I think people can Mm -hmm. change. And if you feel like you're listening to this, like, I don't know, I (laughs) this is kind of scary. And like, oh, they're calling me out. Like, I'm not very (laughs) good at being vulnerable. It's scary. No one is. But it just takes practice. It's just no. like anything else. Yeah. And I think so we we talked a little bit earlier today, Nathan and I, about how there are certain things you can do in a relationship that makes vulnerability a lot easier. One of which would be like asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. So if someone's not if someone you can tell like you can kind of tell when your partner, like when the person you're dating or engaged to or married to, is like holding something back. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of times it's like I have something that's bothering me or I have something that Like, I really want to get off my chest, but I don't know how to say it. And I don't want to say it. And it's Mm -hmm. just that fear of like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to say this. What's going to happen? I don't want to get in a fight over this. It's just not worth the energy. It always is. And it just festers. It's better to just get it over with right Right, away. But something that I that Nathan, I'm grateful that you do for me is asking like probing questions and also Mm -hmm. like setting up a safe place to be vulnerable, because I think when you ask the right questions it like makes it yeah. makes you feel like you're okay and you're safe right. to like share how
0: you're feeling so yeah be aware of your partner if you notice that something's on their mind or they're not kind of being themselves or being fully truthful probo on that try to dive deeper ask some questions like what else what are you not telling me what's on your mind try to get that out of them because sometimes for some of us like myself word vulnerability is a little bit harder to come by asking those questions can really help that conversation to come naturally and i'll give you guys an example the, the other day and this is kind of a little bit different but i was sending out an important email and i really wanted ali's opinion on this email like on the way i was wording it how i sounded everything like that and so i was reading it and she was just kind of like oh yeah it sounds pretty good and so i just kept diving deeper i was like what if you had to change anything of this email what would you change and then she gave me some really good advice i changed it up sent it and it was perfect and everything everything ended up working out but sometimes you have to dive a little bit deeper to make sure you really get their true emotions and feelings out Mm -hmm. because it can be tough to just kind of be that way,
1: yeah. And I'm and just to comment on that. I like I had thoughts, but I didn't want to like hurt Nathan's feelings, and like because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always like stepping on his toes and being like, sure. oh, change this, change that. And so I think that's a lot of love vulnerability is is like accepting the fact that like it's okay to like have the same conversation over and over again sometimes too. But but yeah, I think when he the important thing that he said was okay. If you had to change anything about this email, what would you change? And then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I guess I just have to tell him. And so it was nothing big but that's a good example of like one question you could ask like if you had to say something that you wished i did differently what would it be mm-hmm. you know or if you if you had to like if you had to share one thing with me right now that you haven't shared with me before what would it be and so i i just think we can make it a lot easier for our partners to be vulnerable and as we open up and have those connections with mm-hmm. people like it's just i don't know it's it's a beautiful thing
0: yeah so. no for sure so let's let's imagine Allie, like someone comes up or if if someone is vulnerable if i'm vulnerable to you how should that person like the recipient of the vulnerability how do you think they should respond when the person is is going out on a limb and being vulnerable to them how should how should people respond yeah
1: it's a really important question i think we talked about this earlier but i i feel like what makes vulnerability scary is you rehearse in your mind and you imagine like the worst case scenario oh, yeah. which is like oh my gosh, I can't believe you would say that. Like, I hate you. Oh my gosh, you're the worst mm-hmm. breakup. Like, or yeah. something. You yeah. imagine the worst case scenario. And so I think the opposite of that would be, thank you so much for telling me that. Even if it was, I really hate the way you chew. Thank you so much for telling me that. I didn't know that. I'll work on chewing differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever it is, something, if, even yeah. if it's something trivial, I think responding in a way that's like, thanks for telling me that. I really appreciate you telling me that. Can you tell me more And mm-hmm. in opening up?
0: That could be tough. Yeah. Give me that way.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, especially if, let's say I, I come to you, Nathan, and I'm like, I am really frustrated. Can I talk to you about this? I wish that you would do the dishes and pull your right way around the house if you said, tell me more, right? <laughs> that just opens up this big door and that's kinda scary, it's kind of scary, right? It
0: almost sounds kind of sassy. Yeah. Tell a little me sassy. More. Oh, yeah. tell
1: me more. But I think that's, that's also an important thing because we have to think like from from your own perspective, if you were wanting to share something, you're going to start with like the easiest thing and then there mm-hmm. might be more. And so it's important to make sure that you can get everything off your chest. And then I just think responding with like love and like gratitude and acceptance yeah. is the number one way to like encourage more right. future
0: vulnerability. For sure. You know what I mean? I think if like, for example, if Allie comes to me and she's vulnerable about something and says, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. I feel like I'm doing a lot around the house. I would, I need some help from you. If she like, does that, and I respond really negatively, and I just immediately start accusing her or start criticizing her, like, "Oh my gosh, you have no idea what I do." Then what's that going to do to her? It's going to make her think, okay, when I'm vulnerable, he responds negatively. We're going to get in a fight. So, like, let's just avoid that. And what's going to happen over time? Things just start festering for both of us. Yeah. We're not going to really share our true feelings because distance each other we start having these like feelings. So, but if instead Allie responds to me and says Allie tells me, "Hey, I feel like I've been doing a lot around the house. I need I need some help from you." If I respond in a, you know, I listen to her and understand, maybe I say, hey, tell me about that because I feel like I have been helping out and we get into an honest conversation where we can kind of talk about those things. How much better is that going to be for our relationship in the long run if we're able to talk about that and be open and honest?
1: Right, right. And I think something that just came to mind is like a lot of you who are listening are probably dating or like not, Mm -hmm. not in a place where you're going to be telling your partner like you wish they'd help out around the house. Right. But just think, I just think, it's important to think about like there's probably things that you haven't shared with each other or like things I was telling Nathan earlier today like there were things like times when we were dating and I was kind of like I wasn't sure if things that he did were like like things about Nathan or if he was just like being funny or messing around and so I would just like hold things in things that bothered me and they kind of festered and I started like worrying about them and now that we're married like if he does something that bothers me it's a lot easier to just tell him but I think it's important to like establish this pattern as you're dating of like if something if someone does something or says something that you don't love or whatever that you feel like you can just yeah. say it and get it off your chest and I
0: think this is a hard thing because when you're dating you're still trying to impress each other you're trying to show each other yeah, that you're a, a catch and that that you're someone worth spending time with and you want to impress each other so it can be hard to be vulnerable because you don't want to say something ali gave me a great example earlier today when we were talking about this she said like she was really afraid to tell me that she has some anxiety because she thought i would respond negatively i'd be like oh she's maybe she's a broken person i don't want to marry someone that's, that's has anxiety so Allie, if someone is struggling with that if you're kind of dating it maybe you're mm-hmm. thinking about getting engaged maybe you're seriously dating but you're it can be hard to be vulnerable in that stage when you are wanting to impress them what would you tell a person like that if they're in that stage of life
1: like yeah um that like makes it, sense yeah so i think if i understand your question i think that it's important to acknowledge, so we, we talked a lot about this earlier today, actually, but I think we think about like we like I said, we rehearse in our minds like how things are going to go for us when we have these hard conversations, and for me, so I served a mission, I think I talked about that last time, but I served a mission, and on my mission, I kind of it kind of surfaced that I really had some anxiety and struggles with that, and so I'm on a medication for it now and and I occasionally I see therapists and And I've gotten like treatment for it. And it's, it's mostly under control, but it is kind of scary to share that with someone. And so I was super nervous to tell Nathan, like, Hey, by the way, I'm like, I'm on medication for anxiety and all these things, but I shared it with him. And then it was like, he just like, it was no big deal. He just like took it and he was like, Oh, thanks for sharing that with me. I really appreciate that. And then from my perspective, like that was really helpful for me because It made me know, okay, I can share next time I can share the next big thing with him Mm -hmm. and he's gonna respond. And so that, that like meant a lot to me. And so I would just say that I guess there's like sharing something big like that with someone, they're either gonna respond in a way that like you just like, oh my gosh, that was so perfect. That was (laughs) thank you. Like, let's connect. Let's be like, let's be even closer. Like, thank you for sharing that with me. Or it's gonna be like almost a deal breaker for them. And that's really scary. But at the end of the day, like if someone isn't willing to accept you for you, it's important to think about like is that what I, is that who I want to marry right. and and that's part of vulnerability when you're dating is there is a genuine risk at any given point in time of if I share this with this person mm-hmm. will they not accept me I don't know Nathan yeah. did you ever know like, I that? I
0: think so and I think that honestly there is a risk of sharing something and it not it backfiring but I think there's a even bigger risk in not sharing. Yeah, that's true. Because if you think about that, like if you're getting married and you haven't been completely honest, maybe you have an issue with pornography or maybe you've struggled with something else in your life, or maybe you just, you have, you struggle with depression and your, your partner has no idea. Like, and you get married like that. And then you get, and then you guys are starting to move in together. And then you talk about this, you know, that's, that's just such a bigger thing versus being upfront with someone before you get married saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this depression and then working together and then still getting married with them, with you being a hundred percent yourself and then being a hundred percent their self. Now you're not getting married in this world of glass where at any point everything could shatter, but you're actually creating a genuine true marriage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I just think it always comes back to like dating is like practice for marriage, I think. And if you like get out of the habit or if you don't establish a habit while you're dating of just telling each other, everything I don't know. I just think it, you're setting yourself up for mm-hmm. failure. I think it's just, yeah. it's really, it's really risky and that should be like avoided at all costs. I think it's like, it's really beautiful and like so rewarding to be able to share yourself and like expose yourself to someone yeah. and be courageous and be accepted and appreciated by that other person. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've, yeah. I'm like grateful that Nathan has been so good about like accepting me and, Yeah, we wouldn't be where we are without without vulnerability and those
0: like open conversations. Well, so Allie, what benefits have you seen in your life because of being vulnerable? What are some benefits you can that you've seen directly thanks to being vulnerable?
1: Yeah, I think like what benefits haven't I seen? Like, (laughs) I think luckily for me, being vulnerable does come a little bit easier and more naturally because I'm not the type that can really hold a lot in. Um, I'm pretty transparent, but I think being vulnerable for me, has allowed me to connect with
0: people more. Connect deeper, right?
1: Yeah, deeper. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, what do you feel like, I would ask you the same question. I'm kind of interested in that yeah. um, for you. Like what benefits have you seen? Because I know we kind of talked about this, but just so you guys know, like Nathan isn't the type that has always naturally been comfortable with vulnerability, mm-hmm. but he's, he's really great at it now and he's come a long way, but I don't know what. I would turn that back on you not to, to take your question, but I'm, I'm curious, like what benefits have you seen
0: yeah. from being vulnerable? Well, I think that it has really strengthened us, like our relationship with each other. Like, I mean, even just little things like if Valley and I are having kind of like a little tiff or like we're upset with each other, like just being able to come and say, hey, like, this is how I felt. And then just getting through that, we always always feel better 100% of the time afterwards. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things, I'll say this, like in marriage, when you're dating, all that kind of, all that, is to not let molehills become mountains. And what I say by that is like, not let those little things build up to become big things. Mm -hmm. So if something is bothering you when you're dating, when you're just having these conversations, if something is starting to get under your skin, if you have a little pet peeve, someone, your partner is doing something to you that really bothers you, being open and honest about that thing, it lets you guys move past that. And not let that molehill just keep growing. Because if you let it fester, it's just going to get worse and worse. So you got to make sure that you kill those little things before they can become really big things.
1: Right. Right. I 100% agree with that. And I think, I don't know, I think especially like we try to apply this to, to you guys, to our listeners. I think when you're dating, like letting the little things build up, eventually like it feels impossible mm-hmm. to say what you're thinking. Versus like if you can just tell your partner everything all the time. I mean, it seems a little excessive and I think sometimes I do this to Nathan. I just talk so much. I tell him <laughs> literally everything and it's probably overbearing, but I think it's better than the alternative of like, what was my partner thinking right now? I have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. And I think there's beauty in disclosure and there's beauty in opening yourself up to someone because your partner is with you because they care about you and they think you're like amazing. And if you can share every part of yourself, there's just more for them to love. Yeah. And so I just think it's important to acknowledge like, how, how beautiful vulnerability can be in that, like without it, your partner doesn't really know you. Yeah. And so the more you can share, the more there is to love. And I just think that's just like such an important principle of, Absolutely. of vulnerability.
0: And to kind of change gears a little bit, something that I know I've struggled with, and I think most of us probably do as well is having those when you're with a person married or newly engaged or whatever, and they do something that kind of bothers you. And you're not sure if it's like, well, should I just—is that my problem that that bothers me, or is that their problem that they're doing it? Like, if I'm going to give you an example, if Allie, for example, chews really loud, if she's like, <laughs> and I, and that's really bothering me, like, is that my problem because Allie's chewing loud, and I'm getting, I'm letting that annoy me, or is that Allie's problem because she's chewing loud? What do you, what are your thoughts, Allie?
1: Yeah, this is interesting because it's something that Nathan has been like saying more and more lately, and I like I've been thinking a lot about it, but I think. It doesn't really matter whose problem it is. What matters is that you talk about it. Mm. I think like for me, let's say I am chewing really loud. I probably don't know that I'm chewing loud. And I probably would be so embarrassed if I found out like years later that like I've always chewed really loud and like you never said it. And I like you kept it in. I'd rather just hear like, hey, like I love you so much, but you're kind of chewing loud right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know. like I'll I need to try to like get over it. But also like, can you you a little quieter please like that would just really help i'd (laughs) be like oh my gosh yeah sorry sorry about that Mm -hmm. like maybe my feelings would be hurt for a few minutes but how much more would it hurt to find out 10 years later that your spouse or your your partner has been like keeping this from you and it's like their biggest pet peeve like i would much rather you tell me right Right. away and so i think at the end of the day it doesn't matter like i i wonder that too like oh do i just need to get over it no just tell them like just just, talk about it just talk about it yeah just talk about it because and I'm talking like I'm some expert, but I just think from my experience, it's better when you do, For when you sure. just talk about it. I don't and, know, do you and agree? I,
0: I do agree. And I think that something also that's important is if like I tell Allie, hey, you're chewing, I love you, but you're chewing really loud. It's getting on my nerves a little bit. If Allie is offended by that, I think that she then needs to talk about that and how that hurt her feelings. Yeah. So I think that if she kind of like, okay, fine. And like, she's mad about that and let lets that fester. It's, we need to come to a resolution where we're both satisfied. Yeah. If Allie's the type of person that can just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me be done. Let me chew quieter. And like that, she's no problem. But maybe you're with the person that gets offended easily and you say, hey, you're chewing kind of loud. I'm trying to focus, whatever. And they get offended by that. If you're the person that's offended, you need to, I think you need to It's just out.
1: as important. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we were talking about earlier is like at the end of like an open, honest conversation you should feel great and if you don't you're not done
0: yeah yeah you're not done talking i think it's really important
1: and so that's like part. that's another thing that makes vulnerability hard is it's like kind of tiring sometimes because Mm -hmm. it's just this back and forth uh and it can turn into what feels like a fight but i think really i don't know for any of you guys who are like office viewers (laughs) out there who watch the office we talk a lot about jim and pam and there's like an episode where they're kind of their relationship is kind of struggling and i might need some help nathan but basically Mm -hmm. they sit like they like they're fighting and at one point they kind of stop fighting and they
0: retract yeah
1: and like jim basically says something along the lines of i um
0: like he was going go back to philadelphia or something like they were gonna like split up not yeah. split up permanently but they were like he's like what's the point we're just gonna fight like
1: yeah uh-huh. and but but the point like i guess the, the then, big picture is they decide like we need to fight because like fighting is better than not fighting. Cause the minute you stop fighting, like the relationship is over. Yeah. Right. And so it's not really a fight as much as like, I'm fighting for this relationship and sure. like, I want to be like, I want to like be in a good place with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's really important, even though it can be tiring and frustrating um, to just like be very open yeah. with your partner back and forth and just like honor each other's opinions and honor each other. Like, even if it's something so little as like you chew really loud. Okay. Well that offends me that you think I chew loud. Like, are there other things that bother you about me? Like mm-hmm. that's like, it's just the way I chew. Like I can't change that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Just back and yeah. forth. I think it's just important that you could keep talking. Cause a lot of times there's like actually a deeper thing going on right. there. And so if you can keep talking and get to like this core threat, mm-hmm. like the, the core thing that is like actually bothering you, that's where, like, you can really like re- have these like amazing aha moments.
0: Yeah, I think I just want to reemphasize some of the allies. I think it's really really important. If you are not feeling completely resolved after you've had a deep conversation or a vulnerable conversation, then you're not done. Like, if you don't feel satisfied, if you're not feeling like better towards your partner, you're not done, and you guys need to keep talking about that. Because when you're done being vulnerable, and when you guys have come to an agreement and a resolution that you both feel really good about, you should feel great. You shouldn't be like fine and you're just like agreeing to for whatever they want but you should come to a resolution that makes you feel really good and, and keep talking about it until you come to that point and i know like ali said it is a lot of work but it's always always going to be worth it and you're always better off because of it
1: yeah i 100 agree with that yeah
0: and i want to talk about so something that ali said that kind of sparked my memory is i got some good advice when i was dating ali still we were i think we were engaged we we're gonna get married pretty soon it was from one of my mission companions joshua lakey so if you're listening you know a little shout out to him but <laughs> He told me something that I think is really important that like a lot of times your partner might respond to you in a way that seems negative. Like if I, if I say, Allie, you're true. Like to go back to the chewing example, maybe I say, Allie, you're kind of chewing loud. Can you be a little quieter? I'm trying to study or trying to focus. And she like responds like really negatively towards me. Like, oh my gosh, like not even chewing that loud. gets mad at me. There's probably something else that's bothering her. Usually. People aren't generally going to be like hostile. Yeah, exactly. It's probably not about chewing. Generally people are not going to be like hostile and toxic towards you like immediately. And so you need to like understand that about your partner. Like if they're responding in a way that just seems like a little bit off, like a little bit, a little bit violent, maybe not violent, but like a little toxic or maybe like a little hostile recognize there's probably something deeper. And maybe you'd have a conversation with that to try to bring that up. Like you know, get to that core yeah. issue.
1: Yeah. I think if you like really care about your partner, You don't want them to feel like they have to hold things in. And like Nathan um, says a lot, if somebody kind of like is rude to you or whatever, they probably had a lot of like baggage or like Mm -hmm. garbage that they needed to get rid of. And they just like unloaded it all on you. But like, really, it like probably had nothing to do with you. And I think there's like nothing worse than holding things in and bottling things up and feeling like you're just going to explode all the time. And so I think one thing that's important as a marital partner, as like a spouse, Is being okay to like be that person that your spouse or that your partner can kind of unload on Um, because a lot of times, and and like that comes with vulnerability, I think Mm -hmm. that like goes hand in hand, but like being okay to be that person who they just kind of like say things that are kind of hurtful or that are kind of intense because they just like feel crappy and eventually you can get to the bottom of like whatever it is that's really happening and feel like more connected than you would ever did before.
0: Yeah. So I hope that's really helpful for you guys and that you get some advice. I kind of want to switch gears to talk a little bit more about those questions that were, that we kind of been mentioning and about how we can make the most out of that experience. So yeah. Allie, this is, these are the same questions that Ali and I used. They made a mm-hmm. huge difference for us. We, I think we've tweaked them a little bit, added a couple, made it a little yeah. easier to read, but Ali, what do you feel like are some tools and some ways that people can dive into these questions and really have a valuable, meaningful experience that helps them to get married?
1: Yeah. So, um I think for us, um Nathan and I would just sit down, we like for, so first of all, like uh, to preface this, I think if your partner if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I don't know if my partner would be like open to doing the, having these conversations with these questions, like that's kind of a red flag, like it's important that you guys are willing to have these conversations." And these questions can be kind of uh vulnerable and tricky. And so I think it's important that you're both on the same page with that. But once you know you're on the same page, I think what worked for us is we would just pick one question at a time and we would just really like dive deep. But the, I guess like the red flag or like the thing to stay away from here is it's really, really easy to be like worried about like going super deep with these questions. Mm. So like, for example, like, I don't know, can I see your list of questions? So I think a lot of the questions are like, they have the potential to be like really shallow surface level questions or really deep questions. And so, so one of the questions says what share, what has disappointed you in your life. And um, if there are things that you've been disappointed about with like your partner and you like, don't want to share those, that could be like a little bit of a red flag of, I don't feel safe to share that with my partner. But on the other hand, if there's like some disappointment that you haven't really been able to talk through and you are able to, like disclose that with your partner and like have this almost therapeutic conversation it can mm-hmm. be a beautiful thing yeah. and so i think like the i guess my takeaway advice would be like sit down be in a place where you can like be vulnerable and honest with each other and then like talk about the questions and like go deep and i don't know just be on the same page yeah. about like both wanting to go deep with the questions
0: right and i think that yeah like don't avoid going staying on the surface and just like talking about surface level things try to go as deep as you can and i think like we talked about a little earlier don't focus so much on trying to impress each other if you're going into these questions you're most likely engaged or you're planning on getting married like you're you're pretty serious so this is a time to really be genuine really be honest and really be your true self like there's you've you've already impressed this person you guys are already planning on getting married hopefully so right now is a time to be super genuine so like if You don't want to just like say something, (laughs) yeah. You don't want to say something that's going to be like make yourself look good if it's not really the truth. Like, just try to really be sincere while you're asking, while you're answering those. For
1: sure, I think that's something that I was guilty of a lot of the times. Was like (laughs) both of us, like we probably said what we thought the other person wanted to hear. But let's say, for example, that you're with someone and you think that like they don't want to have kids or that they only want to have like two kids. And then one of the questions is how many kids do you want to have, or like what are your thoughts on children? And you say, uh, I don't know, like I would be okay with like one or two. I'd be okay with none when, when you really want like a huge family, right? what happens when you're married and five years down the line, like you still don't have any kids and you start resenting your spouse. Like it's way easier to have like these difficult conversations Mm -hmm. when you're dating and you kind of have an out versus like when you're married, I don't know. I just think it's important to just be honest because there's a Mm -hmm. reason you're asking these questions. It's not just to like, like feel good and be like, Oh, we're totally on the same page when you're not like, it's, it's about. Being honest and making sure that you're right for each other, but also like it gives you an opportunity to discuss and make a plan for each other, like for your life together and plan out your first five years of marriage and talk about your dreams and your goals. And it can be a beautiful thing mm-hmm. or it can be like, let's not tell each other how we're really feeling right. and start our marriage <laughs> off on the wrong foot. So it's it's important to be careful with these questions.
0: Yeah, totally. Allie, let's um, let's do an example. Okay. let's uh, Let's ask some of these questions. I'm just going to choose a random one. And let's have a conversation just to give it as if before we're married, okay. still being me and you. So, but this is before we get married. Let's do a little practice here. Okay. So I'll just ask the second question is what each of you believes leaving your mother and your father and cleaving to one another in marriage means.
1: Oh, this was a good one for us.
0: So yeah. Ali, let's, we're, we're, dating, okay, so we're dating, we're engaged. We're okay. sitting
1: in your parents' basement right we're now. We're <laughs> sitting in my parents'
0: basement. We're going to get married. And I ask you what, Allie, what does, what do we believe about? Leaving your mother and father, what does that mean to us, including to one another in marriage? What does that mean?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think it's when we get married, I think it's going to be important for us to kind of like do our own thing and have our own like relationship and have our own traditions. I don't know. I just, I think it's important to like go to family dinners and like do things like that. But at the end of the day, I think I want our decisions to be our decisions. Yeah. I think. Like one of my fears is that we might spend too much time with family or that like Mm -hmm. maybe my parents or your parents could kind of meddle in our business and they could influence our decisions more than they should. And so I think it's just important that it's me, you and God and no one else in our marriage and that we like establish our own marriage and our own family. And yeah, what do you think it means?
0: Yeah, no, I think I agree with what you said. Yeah, I, I totally think that we don't want to like just be like as if we're still dating and just like hanging out with our families all the time and not ever moving past. Like we need to create our own lives together and take this to where we want to go. Obviously always be grateful for what our parents have done for us, what they taught us, who they helped us to be. But now it's time for us to spread our wings, learn how to fly together and to go where we can and, and use them as a resource, use them as, as a, a great activity. And we obviously always love them and stuff, but we need to kind of figure out our own identities as a family and not just copy what our parents did. but really figure out what's the best for us and for, for our family, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. Is there <laughs> anything else that you want to talk about?
0: No, I mean, I guess that's probably, I guess you can go deeper on that if we're, if we're kind of ending our little role play there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you we're could. ending our role play, I think, so one thing that came to mind, I'm glad we did this role play because I think for us right now, it's it's hard to go back in time. But I think we also didn't really like know what was coming and we didn't know like what it would be like to be married, but we just kind of had to make our best guess. But let's say that, for example, that we're dating and that that there's a couple who's dating out there that they have this like weird, like, let's say that the the girlfriend has a weird fear of her boyfriend's like family, Mm. like being too involved. Yeah. This would be a great opportunity for you to say, yeah, like, I'm really glad this question is on this list because... I actually want to talk to you about this. What are we going to do like about your parents when we get married? Like, Mm -hmm. I really don't want your mom to be like too involved in our business. I really don't want your dad to like be in control of our finances. Like, what are we going to do about that? Mm -hmm. And then like open up this conversation. So like in, in our situation, we were really lucky. And for the most part, leaving our parents behind, we were on the same page about that. And there wasn't Mm -hmm. too much of too much that we needed to discuss, I guess. Right. It, that, more came once we were actually married and we were like, okay, how are we doing re- yeah. re- reevaluating, which mm-hmm. it's important to reevaluate with these questions For as well sure. as well once you're married. But I think depending on where you're at and like, what is like yeah. what you're struggling with, it might be valuable to like read through the questions on your own and think about like, okay, what questions are the ones that right. like, I really, I want to bring up and like talk to my partner about mm-hmm. like if there yeah. is a red flag about their family or if there is a red flag, sit down and like, if we were to do a role play, I would say something like, Yeah. So Nathan, I'm glad that you asked me that question because I really am kind of concerned. I feel like your mom, as it is right now, and by the way, this is a role play, this isn't real, but
0: we love you Chanel. We
1: love you Chanel. (laughs) Shout out to you. But like, I feel like your mom meddles in our business as it is. And when we're married, like, it's really important that we are, that it's just me and you, like, what are we going to do about that? Mm -hmm. And then open up the, like lay out the groundwork for this beautiful conversation of, making a plan for how you're going to be on your own and leave your parents behind and have your own like marriage and relationship that doesn't involve anyone, but the two of you. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think I think that was just for a sure. silly little role play <laughs> example, but,
0: but I think yeah. it's just, no, know. I agree. Like some of these questions like for you guys, this. they might be like really like no brainers easy. One of the questions it'll talk about in the finance section, like list out all your debts. Maybe you don't have any debts. Like, Oh, I have no debt. I have no debt either. Perfect. You yeah. know, we're already ready. But some but of like, them,
1: what if you did have like, Twenty yeah. thousand dollars in if, credit card debt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That goes back to our being honest. Like, make sure that I have like fifteen thousand dollars in credit card debt. Like, be honest about that. You don't want mm-hmm. to get married and then have that come up, and then it's a whole bigger thing, right? Yeah, be crazy. honest right now. Be prepared right now. That way, you're. It's a lot smoother, and everyone knows what they're getting into when they get married. So, mm-hmm. some of the questions will be easy. There'll be no brainers. You'll just be on the same page. Some of the questions are going to be a little tougher, and those are the ones, the tough questions. We want to make sure you really get to the bottom of things, make sure you're both on the same page, make sure you both feel really resolved and that you're both happy about everything. Totally. But I don't know, Ali, do you have any other advice? Any, what else would, you have anything else you would say about asking these questions or anything else you'd want to tell them?
1: Yeah, I think we mostly covered it. Um, I would just say like adapt them to your relationship. So there's going to be some that you just know, like you're just on the same page about and Mm -hmm. it's no big deal, but there are probably a few for each couple each relationship that like are going to be like that need to be discussed and so i would just say like customize these questions and how much time you spend on each question based on like what the needs of your relationship are and if there is anything at all that you're worried about or that is like a red flag for you this is the time this is this gives you an excuse to talk about that Mm -hmm. and to figure it out and get to the bottom of it because it is so much easier figure this out and talk about it while you're dating than it is to like be married and have to like figure this out together. And what happens when you're not on the same page about something that's so important. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's, that's like, that's why we're hopefully setting you up (laughs) with these questions before you even get engaged, that you can make sure that you are on the same page because Mm -hmm. our goal here is to eliminate as much divorce as possible, like prevent that as much as possible and to set you up for like the best marriage you can possibly have. And some of that comes with not marrying the person who you totally disagree with on a lot of important things because you're going into life with this person. And so if you're not able to just like be vulnerable and be your honest self with this person, what's like, what's your plan? So it's a beautiful, awesome, amazing opportunity to be vulnerable and to like connect and be like, wow, I am so on the same page with this person. Or it could be, oh my gosh, like we have a lot more differences than I realized. I need to sit back and reevaluate for a minute and make sure that these can become, that our differences can complement each other or do they not? And we need to reevaluate our relationship. So,
0: Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. That's about 40 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and and cut it there. This is obviously a topic where we could talk about forever. It's so important. But we hope that you've gotten something really valuable from this episode. Really appreciate you guys. Our next episode is available right now. Like we said earlier, Allie and I are going to kind of dive into our own relationship, how we got started, how we knew that marriage for us was the right decision. So we're going to be telling our story. We're going to go in detail. We're going to talk about knowing if your partner is right for you so you don't want to miss that that one's available right now go ahead and check that out okay
1: yeah thanks so much for joining us today guys. You guys
0: and like we said the questions are available they're in our show notes and the website, just the marriagepreppodcast.com forward slash questions go ahead download that it's completely free it's a life changer for you guys so check that out right now and we'll see you guys in the next one
1: okay see ya